You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. Uh, This is your host, Isaac Watson. And uh, I'll start this one off the same way I start every other one off by thanking my viewers, thanking my listeners, uh, my downloaders, my subscribers uh, for taking the time to do all of those things. And I want to begin by reading a review um, from our listener, J Anonymous J. And uh, she said, best podcast. I recently have been addicted to the Joe uh, Rogan podcast and I love JR but I've been trying to filter out my intake I finally started listening to this podcast and should have started a long time ago but no I was too busy being entertained now I'm glad to say I'm feeding my spirit and soul the right things this podcast is probably the best one I've been listening to as of yet yes that says a lot he tackles so many subjects that many are afraid to address and even though Isaac is young he is impressively seasoned God has definitely done a work in his life and i'm thankful he's chosen to pour some of that out through multi uh multimedia uh, thank you so much for that jay anonymous jay i appreciate your words um it means a lot to me um that you take the time to listen and that you are um gaining something uh through this platform so thank you so much for that and uh with that being said if you uh, can those of you who are listening take a moment now and do the same thing jay anonymous jay did and uh just say a few words um rate church talk with isaac as well as write a review i would love to read your review as well so go ahead and take some time and do that um rating it and leaving a review what that does uh especially if you're a first-time listener it gives other people an opportunity to become aware of church talk with isaac so when you're looking for podcasts christian podcasts podcasts that deals with spirituality or church related issues or uh uh um, um you know things from a from a biblical or christian worldview a new covenant worldview um, uh, you, you know, when you're when you're searching for uh, a, a podcast, um, Church Talk with Isaac will pop up based upon its popularity. So I encourage you to rate it. The more ratings, the more visible it becomes, the more reviews, the more visible it becomes. So you play a part in making Church Talk with Isaac visible. So thank you so very much for that. Um, let's get into today's topic. I wanted to um, share something with you all. Uh, this topic is 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 uh, going to deal with with uh, uh, something that we in the church have made doctrine around. And I want to bring some uh, my level of understanding to this topic. We're going to deal with whether or not God has amnesia. Does God have amnesia? And I want to cover this. Um, some of you may be saying, what do you mean by that? And uh, what I what I'm going to deal with is a teaching that typically uh, is used during moments where people either within the church want to give their life to the Lord or salvation or, or altar calls. And um, the teaching says that once you repent uh, and you come to God and you ask him for forgiveness and you choose to repent, um, that God forgives your sins. And once he forgives your sins, he also then forgets your sins and forgets your past. Um, it's a teaching that says that when you come to him, when you repent or when you ask him for forgiveness, even uh, post salvation, if, if you made a mistake or if you sinned or did something um, that, you know, is, is wrong 
and you ask him for forgiveness and uh, you repent that once you repent, uh, the moment you repent, God forgets what you did. In other words, God has amnesia. God gets amnesia, uh, temporary amnesia, and he does not remember any longer what you've done. And um, this is a teaching that I've heard. It's a teaching that I've actually taught for years um, that, you know, when you come to him, you know, God wipes your slate clean. He doesn't even remember what you've done, um, you know. So um, I do believe this. Let me let me tell you what I do believe. I do believe that God, uh, once you repent, God does wipe your slate clean, um, that repentance uh, is the is is the key to um, to stepping into your righteousness as a son uh, and as a daughter of God. Um, repentance is the result of the awareness of your current state um, as being separated from God and, and, and you're receiving his forgiveness. You're receiving who he is as, as father. You're receiving who he is as Lord. Um, however, so so the question uh, of conversation is not over whether or not he forgives you. The question of conversation is over whether or not he forgets what you've done. And this is the thing. When I began to think about that line of thought, I began to think about that teaching, that doctrine. I began to ask myself, why would God actually want to forget your past? Why would God want to forget the things that you've done, forget um, the things that you may have said um, and, you know, the things that that you may consider are the negative aspects of who you are. Why would God want to forget those things when it can possibly be those very things that becomes the greatest weapon against the powers of darkness? Why would God want to forget any detail of your life? Um, and, and that's something that we really have to think about, because if he forgets the details, he also erases an opportunity to use those details. If he if he gains amnesia regarding certain details of your life, he also, um, in a sense, cripples himself from using parts of your story in order to bless other people. Now, uh, I know we say that God forgets your past, but one of the things that we have to look at are so many of the other attributes of who God is. If God forgets your past, if God forgets certain things, if he even if we say that he chooses to not remember, whatever the case may be, that would also mean that he also, in a sense, dilutes himself as the omniscient God. He he dilutes his ability to know all things to be omniscient means to be all knowing. It means to know all things. And we know that God is both all knowing and God is omnipresent, which means that he's everywhere. He sees everything and he knows everything. So we have to take a, a moment. And, and what I want to do is I want to take a moment and I want to kind of look at some of the details revolving around this doctrine. And I want to kind of give you a different perspective on what I believe um, is probably a more accurate way of looking at the whole idea of God and amnesia or God's issue uh, with forgetting things. All right. So uh, first thing is this. Um, I've I've said it and I've heard it taught that once you 
ask God for forgiveness. And once you receive salvation, God removes your sins as far as the east is from the west. And God throws your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. He he can't even remember. He couldn't remember it if he wanted to. So let's look at that sea of forgetfulness, because in my in my studies, one of the things that I found is that actually the sea of forgetfulness, if you've ever heard that term, is not even Bible It's not in the scripture. You won't find it anywhere. And um, so let's look at where it comes from. All right. It's actually like it's more of a conglomeration of different thoughts that we as believers, as Christians um, or even as, you know, Bible believers. Um, it's something that we took out of the Bible from multiple places and we kind of just jailed it together to make it become something. And we've we've called it the sea of forgetfulness. But it comes out of Micah chapter seven, verses 18 and 19. And this is what it reads. It says, uh, who is a God like you, partnering iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will cast all of our sins, sins into the depths of the sea. This is where we get the concept of the sea of forgetfulness. So that God removes our sins and that he casts them into the depths of the sea. All right, let's look at a couple other verses about God not remembering certain things. All right, Jeremiah chapter 31 Verse 34, it says, no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, uh, says the Lord, for I'll forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. So I'll forgive their iniquity. I'll forgive their sin and I will remember it no more. All right. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 43. It pretty much says the same thing towards the end. Uh, verses 25 and 26. It says, I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. God says, I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. I love this language because it gives a, a clearer understanding of his intentions. Now, this is the thing. When we when we read verses like these and we read about God throwing our sins into the sea of forgetfulness and we and we read about how Isaiah and Jeremiah said that that he'll blot out our transgression and 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 our sins he will not remember anymore. The issue with this is that when we read the word remember or when we hear it um, 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 in the Bible, we translate it uh, from our American westernized uh, translation. And literally when we hear that God remembers our sins no longer, we really translate that as he can't remember. He completely forgets it. He gains amnesia and um, and uh, it's impossible for him to even recall or to remember anything that we've done. And from salvation forward, this is what God remembers. He does not he does not remember our past life. He does not remember our life of sin. He does not remember um, past incidents. And if, if 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 he does learn about it, it's because we brought it back up and, you know, all, all kinds of things that we hear along those lines. But if we look at the word remember in the Hebrew sense, it's much different. All right. It doesn't relate to amnesia. It's actually more of a of a judicial term. All right. To remember means to call to mind in a way that affects present feeling, present thought or present action. It means um, when he says that he will not remember, it means to mark 
uh, so as to be recognized. So he will not mark us. It means to take into account when dealing with. So let me tell you what this is saying. God is not saying that he has amnesia. God is saying that he will no longer mark us according to our sins to be recognized by them any longer. When he says that he will remember your sins no longer, he's literally saying that he will not take into account your sins when dealing with you. In other words, this is what he's saying. He's not saying that he gains amnesia. He doesn't know what's going on. He's literally saying that regardless of what he knows, it doesn't change how he feels about you. It means that he's separate. He's removed the transgression from your life so that it can no longer be a noted among you that this is who you are. Let me say that again in a different way. It means when he says, I remember your sins no longer. He's saying, I will not call you based upon what you've done. You have a new name. I hope you all listen to me here. Not remembering your sin is not the same as not remembering the event or the action. Hear me. God is God. He knows everything. So he knows the transgression. He knows the sin. He remembers your past life. He just doesn't count it against you anymore. He separates what you did from who you are. This is powerful, y'all, because what this reveals about the nature of God is that is that is that doesn't matter what you may have done is nothing that you can do that can change his mind about how he sees you. There's nothing that you can do that can change his mind about about who he knows you are. All right. So this is this is a very powerful principle because it really demonstrates the nature of God as being much different than the nature of man, because this is what man does. Man sees your past and he uses your past against you. But God sees your past and he uses your past to advance you. Very, very powerful. God doesn't have amnesia. God has uh, 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 God is sober. God is able to see you for who you truly are. And God is able to honor you based upon who he knows you to be and what he knows you have been destined for. You know, it's a very powerful principle. So this is something that we have to begin to kind of reexamine, even when we're offering salvation to people, because um, because what people have to understand is that even if you've done some very wicked things, You've done some, you know, even if you've done some very vile things that 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 maybe left you in prison or may have 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 left you in depression and may have left you in bad places. God uses all things once you repent. All right. God uses all things to work together for your good. He doesn't want to eliminate your story. He doesn't want to forget the story, even when you want to forget it. What God wants to do is change your mind about your story. He doesn't even want you to forget what happened and all of those things. He wants you to be able to um, to know what happened and he wants you to be able to use your story to be to bring freedom a to yourself. And then he wants you to be able to use your story to bring freedom and breakthrough to the people that need your story. All right. So this is um, this is this is something that I wanted to kind of cover. Um, today, because uh, quite frankly, I've taught this. I've taught it and I had to I got to kind of, you know, I got to kind of repent for teaching it this way, because um, even though it's not a detrimental 
uh, you know, uh, teaching that leads people astray in a, in a sense of making them, uh, you know, um, stray away from God. What it does is it changes our perspective of of how God operates, who he is. And then and then it makes us pessimistic about our own journey and process. And it's like out of sight, out of mind. If I forget it, I don't have to deal with it. Uh, God don't remember it. So I should forget it, too. And it's like, no, God wants to use it. He just wants you to see what you've been through the right way. God uses the good, the bad, the ugly in your life. So you have to learn how to use the good, the bad, the ugly in your life. Stop running from your issues. Stop running from your uh, dysfunction. Stop running from your past life and begin to face it and use it to advance God's kingdom. All right. So listen, I hope this uh, uh, helped you. I hope I gave you some understanding. If I confuse you more, write me, uh, IsaacWatsonMinistries.com. Email me, send me a message. Uh, and also, I would love to hear from you regarding any other topics that you may want me to cover. Uh, anything, I would be willing um, to cover it if I can. All right. So I uh, love y'all so much. I pray you all have a great week. Share this with someone and remember to rate this and leave a review. I love y'all. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends, family and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.